Well, I was told there was a ball game on tonight and that I only had about 15 minutes to preach so they could get home to watch the ball game. That was one of our elders, but we'll, I've only got about 45 minutes of preaching to do, though, so I'll try to... Yeah. He said he was recording it, so it wasn't a big deal. But if you have your Bibles with you, let's go ahead and open to John chapter 8. And we've been in John chapter 8 for about six weeks, or if you can believe that or not, six different lessons that we have gone through in the book of John. And, and, and man, I'll tell you, John 8 has been a, a great study for me, and I'm kind of sorry that John chapter 8's ending, uh, because there's a lot of neat things that we see in, 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 in John 8, but we're getting ready to move on to John 9, uh, which, is, which has got a good story in it as well. But for me, John 8's been a chapter of great words by Jesus that, that we can all hold on to. Uh, when Jesus speaks these, these powerful phrases, uh, we, just, we really get some good information from them. And it says we, we start out with Jesus uh, going to the festival of the tabernacles. And we talked about what that festival was, the festival of the booths. And every Jew was required to be at this festival. Male Jew was required to be at this festival. And, and, and during this festival time, it lasted seven days. Jesus went to the temple to speak. But if you remember in our study, it was his brothers that were begging Jesus to come and be a part of, of that festival as they all went down and entered the city. But Jesus said, no, I'm not going. Well, he didn't lie there. He went, but he just didn't go in the way that they thought he would go. He went in secret because he had some important things to do while he was there, and we'll talk about them here in just a minute. But Jesus was, spoke... Uh, some 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 words here in this John chapter eight that that we need to hang our hats on that we need to 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 invest in and and he says these famous words that are right off the very start let he who is without sin cast the first stone and we learn that through the story of the adulterous woman but he spoke to that woman and and that woman uh, he said woman where are they the ones who condemn you and he, and she looked around, and she, she didn't see him. And Jesus says, well, neither do I condemn you. And he says, go. And that word go, we remember that word go from last Sunday or last Wednesday's message. And, and he says, and you go, and from now on, sin no more. And that's important. From these words, Jesus offers this woman an opportunity for salvation and, and a way out of her sinful life. And she can only escape from that sinful life if she completely turns from her old ways and she begins a new life living for Jesus. And these are the same words that Jesus offers us today. We are able to live in Christ and live lives free from bondage of sin because we also must turn from our old ways and we must live and follow Jesus' example that he has set for us to follow. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Well, there's, you know, there's really not a miracle that happens in John chapter 8. And then I got to thinking, boy, there is a miracle that happens in John chapter 8 because this woman received the miracle of forgiveness. And if you have Jesus in your life, you've ever received the most important miracle that you can ever receive in your life because it leads to eternal life. It leads to a life everlasting, and it leads to a life everlasting with Jesus in eternity forever. You know, and then we go on through John chapter 8, and Jesus then, he, he follows up that statement with this second statement. 
the second I am statement that's listed in the, the book of John. There's seven of them. If you'll remember me preaching on that earlier, I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And Jesus testifies that he is the bearing witness of himself and that the father who sent him also bears witness of himself and that he is the true and complete revelation of God's light. And he removes the spiritual darkness and deception by shining the light upon the right path for people to follow God. And by revealing that every opportunity for spiritual salvation through the faith in Jesus, all those who put their faith in Jesus, like this woman that has been forgiven of her adulterous situation and her sin, she turned and she walked away to sin no more. She abandoned her old way of life and she started to follow Jesus. She started a new way of life. And that's what it is for us as Christians. We, we start a, and we follow Jesus and it's a new way of life. We leave the old life behind. And sometimes it takes us a long time to to get to that point, but that's also the process of sanctification. It's the process of sanctification, and sometimes it takes us a little bit longer than it does some other people to get there. I know I can testify to that for myself. All those who put their faith in Jesus, just like that woman, they turn from those old ways, and they start following the new way. She abandoned all of her old ways, and she started to follow Jesus in her new life. He is the light that's in the darkness. He lights the path, and we are to follow. And when we follow his light, we become his true disciples and live in a way that glorifies the Father in heaven. And then we have another saying in here in John chapter 8 that was just, it's just one of these awesome sayings. And again, they asked Jesus this strange question in verse 25. Then they said to him, who are you? Who are you? And Jesus said to them, just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And I speak to you, to the word, those things which I heard from him. Jesus tells, has trying, been trying to tell them this whole time, he's God. I, I, I am God. I'm with God. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this triangle thing. But they don't want to listen to what Jesus has to say. The Bible goes on and tells us that many, many that day believed in Jesus. Right, right down there just a few verses later, it says that many believed that day after Jesus got through speaking all of these things. And, and that's really what he came to do. He, he had been there at the temple all week long at that festival. And another name for that festival is called the In Gathering. Well, Jesus was there in gathering those who would believe in him. He was there at that festival doing just that. He was building and working on the kingdom. If you remember when he told his brothers that he wasn't going there at that time because he had something more important to do in a, in a different way he was going to do it, they were seeking to kill him. And, and we hear this all through John chapter 8, and we hear it all through John. They were seeking to kill him for what he was doing. But he went at the right time. He went at the time that he needed to be there. Jesus went in secret, but he revealed himself to everyone all that week at that festival. Why? So many would believe in him. He was there speaking on the Father's authority just as the Father had taught him to say, according to verse 28 in John chapter 8 doing the Father's will, doing the work of the kingdom, building the kingdom. It was an in-gathering. 
and all those Jews who, who believed in him, they, they, he gives them this charge that day. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Hang on to this verse. Hang on to it with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Because if we abide in his word, we will truly be his disciples. I was telling Chance that there a while ago. He, you know, not to embarrass him or anything, but he don't know how to read very well. So he has to listen to the Bible app. That's abiding in God's word. I said, you got to listen to it. Don't, don't be missing out on it, buddy. You got to listen. You got to listen to it. Spend time in God's word. If you can't read, then listen to the word. Hang on to it. Abide in his word. Like I, like I said, learn it, love it, and live it. And, and ever since I, Jeffrey told me that phrase, and, and I've been writing that in people's Bible, I write that in there for them to, to learn it, to love it, and to live it. And if we love Jesus, then we will keep his commandments. Is what, what Jesus says. And, and we will love his word, and we will learn his word, and we will live out his word in our lives. Truly be a disciple for Jesus, following him and, and being truly free. And all through chapter 8, we, we have to have this back and forth between Jesus and the Jews. And, they, and, it's, and it's some pretty good arguments that, that are going on. And it doesn't stop there. It continues on in chapter 9. They get in this argument about the blind man. And, and you'll find out that they don't, don't, they don't only listen to Jesus, but they don't even listen to the people they're, they're investigating and interviewing. If you, if you read ahead, because uh, it, it'll be a couple weeks before I get to preach chapter 9, but if you'll read ahead, you'll, you'll hear what I'm talking about. The Jews don't listen to those guys either. They didn't listen to Jesus, and they didn't believe him, and they didn't listen to the blind man, and they didn't believe him either. But here it says... Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus and the Jews, they, they were going back and forth, and, and, and these are the Jews who chose not to believe in Jesus. They believed that, that they were uh, of their father Abraham, but Jesus finally tells them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham, but now you seek to kill me, a man who, 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 who has told you the truth from which I've heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. And Jesus continues to tell them, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer, he was, and he was from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar, and he is the father of it. Jesus sets the record straight here with the Jews. He sets the record straight that they chosen not to believe in him, and he sets the record straight for us as well. If we choose not to believe in him, then we are children of the darkness. We are children of evil. We are children of that father who is the devil. Like I said, there's only two sides of this coin. You're either in Jesus or you're not in Jesus. You're either for Jesus or you're against Jesus. You're in the darkness or you're in the light. You either walk with Christ or you do not walk with Christ. If we do not believe in Jesus, accepting him as Savior of the world, that he has lived, that he has died, and he has rose again from the grave, and he has came with that atoning sacrifice, that blood sacrifice, if we believe that, then we are his children. 
But if you don't believe that, then you are living in darkness and you are a slave to sin and your father is the devil. These are not my words. This is what's written in John chapter 8. This is what Jesus tells us through his word. As I said last week, you, you're either in Christ or you're out. There's no riding that fence. You belong to God or you belong to the devil. So which side are you on? What side are you on? Are you living in sin? Because if you're living in sin, then you're not in Christ. You're opposed to what God loves. He loves righteousness. He loves holiness. He says, be holy for I am holy. And if you're on the other side of that, then you're in darkness. You're in evil. No fence riding here. You have to make a decision for Christ or you have to make a decision to reject Christ. It's as easy as that. You, you choose to believe in him or you choose not to believe in him. You, you choose to follow him or you choose not to follow him. It's the only question that, will, that you will ever have to answer in your life that will have an internal impact on your life forever. And also we go on and we, we, we read here in, in chapter 8, also if, if Abraham uh, were their father, they would be doing the works of their father. And we talked a little bit about what were the works of Abraham. What did Abraham do? He trusted and obeyed. He had faith and he believed. And, and his works were simply this. Simply put, and, and there we find in, uh, in Genesis that God said to go. He called Abraham and said, Abraham, go. And Abraham went. Abraham didn't know where he was going, didn't have a clue, didn't know what God was going to use him for, had, had no idea. He just went. He obeyed God and went. He didn't tell him where. He didn't tell him why. He just said, go. And Jesus tells us the exact same thing. We are to go, and we are to make disciples. It says, go ye therefore and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, even to the end of the ages you kids teach them to observe all things which i've commanded you and i am with you always but for us we know where to go we know what to do because jesus tells us here we are to go how to go when to go we go to the nations we go to everyone it's 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 plural it's everyone we baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we teach them to observe all things that Christ is teaching us to do in his word. Unlike Abraham, we've got a little bit more clued in to what we're supposed to do. We go. We leave the hard stuff up to him. He says go, we go. We leave everything else up to him. He's going to provide for us all the way because he says, I am with you always. It's a good proposition for each and every Christian in here tonight is just to go and let God handle the rest of it. And then that leads us to, to what we will conclude John chapter 8 with tonight. So far through John, Jesus has not yet come right out and said, I am God. He's not really come out and said, I am God. He's pointed to his father, God, and that he is the son of God. But tonight, Jesus says, I am God. And he has pointed to God the Father, referring to himself as the Son. But in this verse that we'll read tonight, Jesus points to his full deity as God, the Son. So we believe in this church that there is a triunal God. 
that there is a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's the three-in-one God. This always confuses, is always confusing to some, but let me, let me just set your, your faith and your trust in God and in his word tonight. Let it guide you to the truth of what it is. If you want to explain the trinity to someone, just go to God's word and read from it. Read this for me, this explains it better than I can because I believe that God's word is true and it's trustworthy. And if you go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and right there it says, In the beginning God, and you underline that word God right there, created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was form, was without form, and it was void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, underline that right there, Spirit of God, was hovering over the face of the water. There's two right there. God the Father, God the Son, and then there's one more, the Holy Spirit. God was there, right? And how do I know God was there? Well, if you go over, flip over to John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you will underline, in the beginning was the Word. Underline that little word called Word right there. And that's Jesus right there. And the word was with God. You can underline, word was with God. Jesus was with God in the beginning. And the word was who? God. You can underline, the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. That's how I know that he was in the beginning at Genesis 1-1, because all things were made through Jesus and without him, nothing that was made that was made. In him was life, and in the light there was light of men. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. We have all through John chapter 8 those goofy Jews trying to understand what Jesus was saying, but they could not understand because they were in the dark. But if you need to explain it on a little further, you can go to Genesis 1.26, and, and God says, let us make man in our image. Now, who in the world would... God be talking to himself? No. He was talking to the Son, and he was talking to the Holy Spirit. He said, let us make man in our image. So there, there's the Trinity explained right there. It comes right out of the Word of God. There's no easier way to explain it than the truth that's trustworthy. Right there it is. John chapter 8, verses 48 through 59. This is our, this is our text for tonight. And we're going to read that in full, John 8, 48 through 59. Then the Jews answered to him and said to him, Do not say, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Well, to be called a Samaritan, if you were a Jew, to be called a Samaritan was a bad thing. So they call him a bad thing. And then on top of that, they said, You have a demon in you. And Jesus answered, I do not have a demon. But I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and who judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, they shall never see death. And then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Now we know you have a demon, because Abraham is dead. And the prophets, they are dead. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, they shall never taste death. But they're dead. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets who are dead? And just let me answer that for you. Yes, he is greater. 
Who do you make yourself out to be? And Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is God, yet you have not known him, but I know him. And I, and if I say I do not know him, then I shall be making myself out to be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, you're not, but 50, you're not yet but 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself, and he went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. It was not yet his time once again. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Keep that word, my day, in your mind. And he saw it, and he was glad. Abraham, many times, over and over, seen the great works of God. He's seen God bring him into the promised land as he promised that he would do. And he's seen God deliver Lot from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's seen God give him a son at a very old age. And he's seen his son delivered from his own hand after God asked him to present his son as a sacrifice to him. So that we would have a picture of what perfect obedience and faith was. On top of that, not only that perfect picture of faith and obedience, but God gave us a perfect picture of the sacrifice that he would one day do with his own son, give his only son to die on the cross of Calvary for the sins of the world. He says, I myself will provide that sacrifice. Abraham seen his son fulfill the covenant of God, which was made with Abraham. But one day he seen my day, Jesus says. One day he seen my day. He's seen it for himself from the portals of heaven. He's seen Jesus born. He's seen Jesus live, and he's seen Jesus die upon Calvary's cross for the sins of the world. He's seen Jesus raised up from the dead and more likely was rejoicing at Jesus' feet when Jesus ascended and sat down at the right-hand throne of God. My day, Jesus says. He's seen my day, and he was glad. That's good stuff right there. You see, Abraham saw, and he was glad because Jesus said he saw it. And I believe what Jesus tells me in his scriptures, don't you? I mean, it's just, why not get excited about this right here? If Jesus says it, I believe it, right? Amen? That's what we're supposed to believe. He was rejoicing, and he was glad, and Jesus tells us this in his word. What a wonderful word it is that Abraham saw my day, as Jesus said. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus says this in our closing statement. He said the same, he says the same words to, he used when he commanded Moses to go and get his people. In Exodus 3, 14 through 15, he said, and, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am as sent you. Moreover, God said to Moses, and this is what's most important right here, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent you 
and this is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. I am. He says to all generations. These, these Jews Jesus was talking to should have had no trouble understanding this passage of Scripture that come out of their, their, their own laws, the, the book of laws, that they, that they had to know before they would be able to pass their bar mitzvah, before they were able to become considered men, they had to have the first five books of the Bible memorized. So they would have known this. They would have known this I am statement. And when he said I am, no wonder they, they thought they needed to pick up stones and kill him because they thought he was committing blasphemy against God. But no, he uses the one and only title for God that God gives as a memorial to all generations. I am. And that's all God has to say. I am. This is my name forever. My name forever. This is my memorial to all generations. Jesus did not say I was. No, Jesus says I am. Jesus claimed to be God. He was expressing his eternal nature, his limitless capability, his oneness with God the Father, and he was expressing that he was God to all generations. Those generations who have already gone, those generations who were at hand that day, and all the generations that are still to come, unless Jesus returns, and maybe there will only be one more generation, wouldn't that be good, amen? But instead of believing in Jesus, they rejected him. Again. They rejected him again. Just as Jesus said, they were wanting to kill him. Why have so many men believed in so many false prophets and false teachings when they had nothing to back them up, nothing to back up what they were saying? If you look at all these religions that, are, that we have, these false prophets and these false religions, they don't have anything to back up what they're saying. But Jesus does. He has it all right here. And I'll tell you why they don't have anything to back it up. Because the devil don't want anyone to be saved. The devil, he wants you to stay lost. He is the father of lives. He is the accuser and the deceiver of the world. And he wants to deceive you. If you're in here tonight and you're lost and you don't know Jesus, the devil is lying to you to keep you from knowing who Jesus really is. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Your father's the devil. You're listening to him. You're not listening to what I'm telling you. And I've been telling you and telling you and telling you. That's why they asked the question again, who are you? Who are you? I'm God's son. I am God. He says, I am. I am. The Bible tells us of all the great love and compassion that God has shown this world because he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for our sins. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. All that Jesus did in his life, all the miracles, all the signs, all the wonders were to show the world who he was. He was the way, he was the truth, that he was the life. Jesus says, I am, I am he. I am the only Savior of the world, and I'm the only one who can deliver you from your sins. And he who believes in me will have eternal life. The most difficult people to win over to the Savior 
for those who don't realize that they need a Savior. Those are the, those are the tough ones to win over. They don't think they need God. They don't think they need Jesus. They think that they're all right the way they are. Tonight, whose child are you? Tonight, whose child are you? Have you believed in Jesus? Have you repented and turned from your sins? John chapter 8 lays out the gospel pretty good if you go from start to the end of it because there's a woman who, who turns and repents from her old way of life. And then Jesus says, if you will follow me, I am the light of the world, follow me. Are you following Jesus, walking in the light, the light, your path? Are you abiding in his word? He goes on to say the truth. What is the truth? The truth is his word. Have you been set free from bondage of sin? Or are you still walking in the darkness, following the father of this world, the devil? Have you heard the word of God and believed on them? Because whoever is of God hears the words of God, Jesus says in John chapter 8. Do you go in God like Abraham did? Or are you following him and where he says to go do you go do you know tonight that Jesus is God that he is the great I am that he lived that he died and he rose again for you and if you can answer these questions then then yes you are a child of God if you can answer these questions yes then then you are a child of God if you can't answer any of these questions with a definite yes then you need to come to Jesus tonight you need to give Jesus your life. You need to start living for him. Whether you're uh, messed up in your walk with Christ or not, you need to start following him and living in the truth of his word and doing what his word says. Because if you learn his word and you love his word and you live his word, I will promise you that you will have your best days ahead of you. Better yet, I can, I can just add to what God promised you, you'll have your best days ahead of you because you'll have an eternity in heaven. So whose child are you? Are you a child of the great I am? If the I am is your father, then heaven is your home one day. If the I am is not, then hell is your destiny. Hell is your destiny. But truly, is a matter of life and death to know who your father is to know who the great i am is let's pray as pigeon comes and 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 if you're here tonight and you're lost and don't know jesus and you need to give your life to christ that's the that's a pretty simple invitation to to know who jesus is to know whose child that you are if you're a child of jesus or you a child of the devil do you believe in Jesus? Have you repented from your sins and have you turned from your old way of life? Are you following Jesus? Are you walking in the light? Are you abiding in his word and in his truth? Are you set free from the bondage of sin, the chains of sin? Are you or are you still walking in darkness and following this world? You've heard the word of God tonight, and if you hear the word of God and you believe in that word, you can come to know who Jesus is the great I am. He, he lived for you. He died for you. He rose again for you. He ascended up into heaven. And he's at the right hand 
of God right now. He's waiting to come back and to get us one of these days. But I'm going to say that these generations ahead of us may not be long. You may not have very many more generations to come before Jesus comes back. And tonight you need to know that your time is short if you're in here and you're lost and undone and need Jesus in your life. If that's you, come tonight. Come and give your life to Christ. But if you're a Christian here and you've been you've been uh, being attacked by the devil and he's got your ear and you're listening to what the what the world's telling you to do, you can too come and repent and restore and re, and, and and restart your life with Christ. Give your life back to him and start following him. Start abiding in his word and being true to him. The altars are open. If you need to make a decision tonight, now is the time to do it. Before